Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Welcome to Blue Monday on Everton's fourth defeat in five games. Uh, not oh. really. Uh, match analysis programs after we've been beaten, especially after such a nice start to the season. Um, but it's, uh, it's where we are at the minute. I'm joined, as usual, by Matt Jones. Uh, Matt, it feels like all our worst fears played out in this game, doesn't it? Yeah, a bit. Yeah, I was saying that with Dave this morning on Blue Room Breakfast. It's one of them where just not 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 one part of the team. Well, apart from the goalkeeper, you can probably say it was really good. Yeah. But like, if, you, if you're breaking the team down into defence, midfield, attack, then there wasn't really one part of the side you'd look at and go, well, that functioned really well today. Individuals are in that, did all right. Like, I thought Alan had a good game. Dom did well again, feeding off scraps, held the ball up really well. But there was no sort of patterns of play or cohesion from a defensive point of view or an attacking point of view. And yeah, that, that was a little bit worrying. Yeah, it didn't really knit together at all. I think, let's pick up on the formation first then, because that could be one of the problems. I think you said, um, might have been on post-match, that you just feel like Ancelotti's overcomplicating things a bit. And we did allude to this on what's the score um, just before the game, the fact that moving a Wobie over to left wing back, putting Tom Davis in there. That's effectively two players out of position when you probably only need one. Mm. Um, and it just seems that that's not really working so well. Because it, you know, the, the lads at the back were different again. So it's, you know, it's a new formation, new players in that formation. And just having two in the middle of midfield, you got to overrun. It, it just didn't seem to work. Yeah, we seem to get outnumbered pretty much everywhere, didn't we, really? Like, out wide, they seem to overload us a lot. Midfield, they had the extra man. Mm. And you know, in defence, Bamford was sort of just, just flitting in between a little bit. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, I think when you play wing backs, it's. I think it's one of those positions. I mean, you, you probably know this maybe more as someone who does a lot of coaching and managing. But it feels like wing backs is just one of those positions that people sort of go, "Well, anyone can play there." If you're a midfielder, you can drop back and play there. If you're a full back, you can drop back and play there. But it feels like it's 
probably a lot more niche than a lot of people realise because you're not you're not linking up with a fullback if you're a midfielder. You're not linking up with a midfielder if you're a fullback. You're basically there on your own, aren't you? And you've got to yeah. control that, that entire that entire flank, and you need a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to to get forward and put crosses in. Um, you need to be switched on defensively, and I think it's. It's interesting that you see, you see players like so. Look at someone like Marcus Alonso at Chelsea. Great, great wing back, but you play him a full back and he's hopeless. Yeah, you know it's, it's a similar situation going on at the moment in, in Italy with um, Hakimi. He was unbelievable for Dortmund last year as a wing back, but Conte isn't really sure about him because he doesn't do enough defensive work and, and that sort of thing. So he's been playing him in, in midfield and a little bit higher up at times. So. To just last two people in there and say, go and do a job, lads, I don't, I don't really think work. And yeah, it, it does ask a lot of a player because, as you say, you've got that whole flank to cover and you've, you've got to have both the attacking impetus and the defensive discipline. You've got to do a bit of everything. But you are effectively out there on your own, so you're not linking up with anyone, like you said. It's not yeah. like it is, a, it is a pretty lonely position, to be honest, but it is on you to create as well. Um, and then if you're not doing that, you're not really doing half your job, at least. Um, and I think it also puts a lot of pressure on a back three because defenders get in the way. If they're used to playing in a, in a back two, two centre-backs, putting the man in there, it's, it's amazing how quickly it just throws everything into disarray because you know, you've got one fella who's in the middle who's sort of doing a bit of both sides and you've got one who's predominantly left, one who's predominantly right. And they just seem to get in the way of each other. And I think at the, at the weekend as well, it, it caused us to lose a lot in midfield. Um, now, I don't know if this is a formation... It needs must because we've been conceding goals. And obviously, the game, we only concede one goal and we don't score any. Um, that was typical, wasn't it? But I just, I can't see it as a as a good formation, like, moving forward. A lot of people have made, you know, a lot of noises about Gabamon coming back and it was a question on Mailbag at the, uh, at the weekend. And, you know, you know, is he like one of these unicorn players where he gets <laughs> but he's out? And we just don't know what he's like. His profile seems to fit, so... It just strikes me, should we not be playing a formation that's ready to go and just drop him in? Like, um, when Snyder first came into the team, I can't believe I'm still talking about him, but for that first six months, we kind of played to a system that he slotted into and made a huge difference. You kind of think hmm. you're doing something like that, really, because I can't see this long-term. Yeah, it's interesting, because when you were talking then, I, before you said his name, I was thinking, you know, early day Snyder is basically the player we need, I think, at the moment, hmm. to just... The sit, the sitter in front of the back four, and who's going to spray the ball around a little bit, and then you've got two other lads who've got a bit more license. Because I think we saw what Alan, Alan could do on Saturday with more yeah. freedom to get forward. I thought he, he was great at times, but he's wasted yeah. it uh, as a yeah. whole player, isn't he? Yeah, you, you see some of the things he was doing on the ball and the driving runs forward, and you think you, you don't really want him just you know shuttling in front of the back four. But then in the same breath, maybe we've got nobody else to to to, to play in that position. It's yeah. It just, I think, I think that you're right in regards to as well things getting shifted around because I think it's well-functioning teams always seem to have reference points, don't they? Like each player seems to have like ref- reference points on the pitch, and you saw that early in the season when whenever Hammers got the ball, you knew that he'd have one player going around the outside of him in Coleman, and he'd have two players on the left-hand side bombing forward, and two of those players aren't there now, and they just happen to be on on either flank. So all of a sudden. We said this, didn't we, on what's the score? It was, it was a case of, you know, 
you could imagine him getting the ball at times, Rodriguez, and being like, "Well, yeah, me, you know, we go, you know, it's like, like in, in NFL, a quarterback goes through, they call it, they, they go through the progressions, so they know where the, the receiver is going to be, so they look there first. If he's not there, they look to the next one, and then he goes to the next one, and then to the next one, and by that time, usually it's too late, and defense has got you, and you sacked. It's a bit like that, you know, Rodriguez. Like, well, usually you've got someone here on the left, oh, well, there's no one there. And uh, what about right hand side? Oh, Tom Davis isn't getting around me. And then by that time, it's so like yeah. they, you know, they swarm all over you, don't they, and nick the ball off you. So I just think I just think it sort of all broke down with, with the wing backs, really. I think that the entire system didn't work from there. And that, you know, this is not, not slagging off the Wobie or Tom Davis by any means, because those lads don't play in that position and you know, really shouldn't be having to play in that position. I just think that you know, there's, there's a trust issue there, I think, with the manager in regards to certain players, but in the same breath, I don't think you know, as you know, as well as Tom did against Fulham when he came on, and what we did against Fulham when he started, those lads haven't really done much to engender complete and all faith from the manager either. So, I, like no. you said, maybe it's figured to case for me. I'd just try and simplify it. If one of your right backs is injured, yeah. play another right back. If you if the left backs injured, play another left back, and you know, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's it's pretty common sense, that isn't it? But you you raise a good point about saying um, Rodriguez there. It, it, there's been talk sort of probably since the derby when he hasn't had as much effect. You know, he, he may have been carrying an injury that whole time. He was certainly injured for the few games afterwards. There's a lot of people saying, oh, he could have been found out here. Uh, you know, if you close him down, you shut Everton down. But to your point, his options are limited now, aren't they? You know, if, yeah. if part of his game is picking the ball up, making a run inside, cutting across to the left or the right. If there's no options there, well, there's not a great deal you can do, is there? Yeah. And, it shows because it, it is sort of snuffing out what he can do. Yeah, and I think I think more than any any game so far this season, the weekend when those three lads have been on the pitch up front, it just felt like, I know, and we say the front three have been great. But earlier in the season, what we really meant was the front three have been great, but they've also been supported dead well by midfield runners, by fullback runners, and that in theory has given them more room to to flourish. But I think more than ever at the weekend, it just it did just feel like a front three, and that's it. It was sort of like, you lads have the ball. Maybe apart from that Decore um, chance early on. It was just, like, you know, as soon as the game settled into a pattern and Leeds were, were squeezing us and we couldn't get, like, play through them uh, at all. It was a case of you three just make something happen. We're not going to make runs beyond from wing back or we're not going to get people forward from midfield that often. It's just up to you three to make chances or moments or win free kicks when you get, when you get off the pitch. Because the rest of the team isn't really fluid enough or, or cohesive enough to, to be able to do that. And, that, you know, understandably, there were little glimpses here and there, but there wasn't really a spell, was there, where we, we pinned them back and put them under under a lot of pressure no, as a result? Not at all. Well, I, I actually, I was looking at the stats of the game before, and I know it, it did. the game didn't pass the eye test because we just didn't look convincing at any point in that game at all. But um, I know Leeds had 23 shots on target, but they, uh, 23 shots, sorry, but they only had six on target. We had 15 with eight on target, which most we've had on target all season. You just can't have right. another day. Another, I know another day we could have scored. Well, we had two in the back of the net and we were rightly offside. Yeah. Day we could have put three past them quite easily there. Although we didn't look convincing, we were still creating chances. And, and I said to create that many shots on target in the game would be the most we've had this season. When we battered West Brom, we battered Brighton particularly. It just seems a bit mad. It just, something's not clicking. It's not. Yeah. It's not it's it's not easy to put your finger on, and you can understand why the manager's trying different things. Um, 
But you just sort of, I mean, obviously this is why he's paid the money. This is, this is why he's won everything the world over. Like, but you do kind of think, how is he going to land on a, on a formula that works, given the fact that we don't know when Seamus Coleman's going to be out till, or if, you know, how fit he's going to be when he gets back because he's played injury before and you've seen how it affects his performance. Luca Dean's out for two months at least. So we've got to make allowances for these these things and we can't use it as an excuse. Like like we did to a degree against Leeds on Saturday. Well, Luca Dean wasn't there, so that's us knackered. Like we did when Richarlison was out. Well, we don't win with him when he's not in the team. Yeah. We keep doing that. We, you know, we should be in a position where we can adjust to it and we need to be in that position. Well, yeah, that, well, that's on everyone, isn't it? I think it's the manager to, to find a, a system and a way of getting the team playing without key players because everyone's going to be about key players this season, as we've said yeah. loads of times. And it's up to the players that when they get those opportunities, they, they stand up and seize them. And, you know, on both counts, they probably failed. You know, Carlo's not... You know, let's be honest, the last few weeks, he's just flung things up in the air or up against the wall. I hope something sticked and, and has worked. Yeah. And, you know... In some respects, it did a bit of Fulham last week, and he told you know, the, the the best functioning part of Everton's attack and play last week against Fulham with the with the wide areas. And all right, you've lost one in Luca Dean, but the other one was Alex Awobi, who looked really comfortable playing right wing back. And he's not he doesn't even play there. He goes goes over to the left hand side, and yeah. you're bringing a central midfielder to, to to play there. It's it's a bit mad, and yeah, I, I don't. There's been some talk, hasn't there, about Nkunku having an injury. I don't, I don't yeah. know how, how true that is. Maybe, maybe we'll find out in, in the week or something like that. But it's just a bit strange, really strange for me. That, and I think on, on the wing backs, you need. It seems like you need the right footer on the right and a left footer on the left because you need that balance. You don't want them going in field because all of a sudden you are extremely yeah. narrow and, and congested. Them, but yeah, he's, he's got to find a way, hasn't he, mate? And it's it's a little bit worrying that we're going into. You know, we've got Burnley, haven't we? On on Saturday, which is, mm. you know, as we said on the post, that's going to be like a different sport. It's what we yeah. have for the weekend. But it's, you know, then we've got similar sort of opposition who are going to probably try and be expansive on the ball and, and come at us. And maybe that'll give them a chance to settle on a, a way of playing. And, and, you know, maybe not an 11 because there's so many games, but just, a, you know, a tactical blueprint and that might help. But, but at the moment, it just feels like he's, he's changing things a, a, a little bit too much. And, the players, as a result, are looking, you know, fractured in the play. They don't really have those reference points, like I mentioned before, and and the overall football is, is sort of indicative of that. You know, we, we've had we've had a comment there um, on YouTube um, saying uh, Stelios saying why are we incapable of playing five yard passes? I don't understand, and it does feel a bit like that. It's it's yeah. it's it's one of those where it's you know because these players aren't used to the movement, so used to playing in those those positions that. You get those ones where the ball's just behind them and it goes out of play, and everyone goes, "Oh my god!" You know, those, <laughs> those ones that just sap the life out of you. Those little passes where yeah. it's behind someone or, or like that. But you know, that's only going to come if these players get time in the, their respective positions and to keep linking up with each other because a lot of them are still new to the football club. A lot of them haven't even played ten Premier League games for us yet. Let's not forget. Yeah, so, and, and you know, I suppose the context we've all got to put it in as well. I mean, to be honest. A lot of, I've seen more things on Twitter saying I can't believe people saying Carlo Ancelotti needs to be sacked than I've actually seen anyone saying he should be sacked. I've not seen one person say it. But I think that's another thing we've got to put in perspective with with Ancelotti is the fact he's not he's not been here twelve months. Mm. You know, yeah. massive, massive mess to sort out and it is gonna take time. We got carried away at the start of the season and rightly so, I think, because mm. I think this run of game shows as much as anything that you've got to get carried away when you can and just enjoy it and let yourself go with it. Because it tends to shit quite quickly like this, and then you, you know 
<laughs> and if you didn't enjoy those first five games, well, you've probably missed out there. Yeah, um, I mean, I've, I've just we went we went horrendous on Saturday, were we? No, it wasn't. Also, I don't think it we wasn't were, like it wasn't like a, a Newcastle or a Southampton. You know, there, there were there were some good aspects to Everton's play. Both yeah. full-backs were out, you know, and and the, you know, let, they, they lived dangerously in that first half. But the second half, I think they were a bit better, and they, they controlled more of the game. They had chances, you know, Richards should have done better with a couple. And on another day, you, you nick that game one 0 but you know, it's a you know, it's a good strike from there, lad, isn't it? To be fair, and they they played well. It's just just one of them where mm. you're gonna. We are still a team in transition, and we've got players who are still learning about this football club, about the way they're playing. And you're gonna get you're gonna get leads at homes where you lose throughout the course of the season. They're gonna happen. What's important yeah. now is that you go to Burnley and win that because they are a rotten side in terrible form at the moment, and you'd expect yeah, them to go there and, and be on the front foot and, and, and punish them. Um, yeah. But yeah, it you're gonna. I was just going to say, against, against mad maverick sides like Leeds, you can come unstuck sometimes if you're not completely on it or you've got a few players yeah. I was injured. That's going to happen. But, you know, there's, there's no excuse on Saturday. You've got to go there and show your quality, show you up for the panel and win. Yeah, it, it feels a lot like the Fulham game, this, doesn't it? Um, yeah. It's sort of the, the type of team, well, not the type of team we're playing, but where they are in the league and the position we're in, whereby we're still, we've still got goodwill in terms of league position because of our good start. But we lose this, could be bottom half. Well, starts to sort of peter out then, doesn't it? Well, everyone was giving Fulham grief the other week after playing us. They've gone serial up at Leicester, so oh, yeah. just goes to show. <laughs> you know, it's that type. It's that type of season, isn't it? Just you yeah, know, it's all over the show. Yeah, like Luckman. Luckman's just scored again. Yeah, it's just it's going to be one. You're going to get results like this all the way through. And the one thing I hope for with the manager is that he's just level-headed enough to not let this team get too high or not let them get too low when they do have a bad result. Hopefully, he can keep them grounded, but. Keeping them motivated and getting them organised and getting them fit is another matter entirely. Um, yeah. And we weren't really any of those things against Leeds, you've got to say. No, I, th- I think something else that's sort of indicative of the, uh, the mess we're in, in a way, is Holgate was the fourth different captain in as many games. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. good for Holgate, but it's not good for the team, is it? If, you, you know, if you're having to pick a different captain each game, obviously Coleman was out injured and then Dean was out injured, but it's just not good, is it? That there's no... Natural successor, who you think? Well, it's definitely you. No, it's it's just it just doesn't look good, that does it? I don't think it really mat- matters that much. But it, when you when they're getting passed around, the armor's getting passed around like that, it just doesn't look good. Should just yeah. give it to Don. Yeah, yeah, should do. That's fine. The only one who's playing every game, isn't he? I, I suppose. Yeah, it, yeah. I suppose it's one of those things with the captain, isn't it? If it's going well and the armband's getting passed around, it's like God, look how many leaders are in this team. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's so right, that is so right. So, yeah, there's probably something in that. Let's look at some positives then eh, from the game. Take us us ahead into uh, next week. We mentioned Alan before. Um, He did have a great game, didn't he? He was unlucky not to score on that mad maze he run he did. And as I said, it's it's shown he's got more to his game than just being a sort of gnarly defensive midfielder and you know, we want to see him and Decore pushing forward now if we can yeah and I think there's, there's been a few games recently where I thought he's looked off the pace physically and I was a yeah. bit worried about them going into a bit worried about him in particular of the midfield too going into this game because of how intense leads are in that area but he was the only one who stood up to it really wasn't he and you know it, there, there were some elements of his game where it was just sort of like screw this I'm just going to do this myself which yeah. you know it's not ideal but I, I quite liked it as well you know he sh- showed a bit of leadership showed a bit of drive and 
and you want that 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 is when people were talking about him as one of the best all-round midfielders in the world at Napoli. That is what he was doing. He was playing as one of those two advanced midfielders. You feel like the midfield three is like an upside down triangle. You've got your holder at the bottom. Yeah. He's one of the other, he was one of the other two going forward, linking up play, giving license to go and press the ball. And he was he was magnificent at it. Obviously, it's been a bit different for him this season, sort of sitting in front of the back four and, and shuttling around. Um, but he's much better when given that freedom to push on. And yeah, he, he was sad. I was I was more encouraged about it. I started again. The, the part of his performance that encouraged me the most, mate, was that that in, intensity because I was worried that at 29 going towards 30, whether you know yeah. that might just have been a drop off, and we've seen that so far. But he, he looked fit. He looked fit and intense at the weekend when, when given that, that that freedom to get forward. And I think that's something we've, we've got to look at going to that Burnley game. Absolutely, is, is there a way we can get him playing more advanced and mm. with more freedom? But not at the cost of leaving the midfield wide open. Uh, but yeah. then, you know, th- that means you might have to change the back three again. Then we're going into another game with another system, different personnel. So, I don't know, it's a tough one. That's why Carlo gets paid the big money, I suppose. Isn't well, it? that's it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I honestly think we just need to jib off the back three, you know, and just, just go for 4 3. I think 4 3 1 2, to be honest, but 4 3 3, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that player at the base of the midfield. Who does the dirty work, and then you can have Alan and Decore, you know, box to box kind of thing, which is where they, they both thrive. I thought Decore did all right in the first 10 15 minutes till, till that shot got saved, and then he just seems to oh. disappear completely. It's worst game for us by a long way, I thought. Absolutely yeah. mile, miles off it for, for long spells. It wasn't so much he was getting like bullied or anything, it's just his use of the ball, which is so careless. Mm. And there's that bit in the second half as well when he wouldn't take the throw in. Yeah, that he said to Godfrey, "I can't take throw-ins." Like, <laughs> seriously, you're a professional footballer. You're not Hector Bellerin, surely. Oh, dude, it was just one of those. But you know, when you're losing a game and just everything just pisses you off. Yeah, I just sat there. I just sat there watching it go. Why didn't you just take the throw-in? Godfrey had to come out from centre back and take the throw-in on the, the halfway line. He's, he's oh. playing. He's playing centre off. The core eight. At this point, he's playing right wing back. So he should have been taken. Oh, yeah, bizarre. Flew, flew me out <laughs> of one more positive from the game was uh, Jordan Pickford. Thought, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't, I don't think he really made any mistakes. People have, have said he should have done better for the goal, but I honestly can't see how he could have done anything for that. Similar to the one Rodriguez scored against West Brom. I think if you hit it along the floor, you know, at relative pace into that corner, keeper's got very little chance of getting it, especially through a defender's legs. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I, t- I agree to be honest. It was interesting seeing David Priest in his analysis of it, saying he thought he maybe could have done a bit better. Maybe he's waiting to go a little bit too far to his right, but you know, it's the, the lad gets. There's no backlift on that strike, is there? He just digs it out, and it's 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 like a laser into the corner. So yeah, fair dues. But yeah, I think he's he's slightly been okay, Pickford. You know, since the since yeah, the was- since the derby, you know, he, Southampton we lost, but he didn't really have. Tons to do. United, he had that moment where he dropped the ball, albeit he was he was pushed a little bit. Um, what else have we had? Newcastle, he didn't play, obviously. Them, wasn't he? Um, yeah, Fulham last week didn't really have anything to do. You know, it's just you, you, you like him not to be noticed and not to be talked about. Yeah. And in this game of fairness, when there's there's pressure on him, he he, he stood up and, and delivered. But you know, give give it another five games, I think, mate, for me, because over over the last few. Over the last year, certainly, we've, we've, we've had these conversations, you know, we, he 
had a good game against Tottenham on the opening day, and we were saying, is this is this going to be the mm-hmm. turnaround for Jordan Pickford? And then a couple of games later against Brighton, he's chopping one in his net and free in the same week. He's doing, doing the same. So good first step for him. He's, he's got to he's got to carry on doing that now. Uh, interesting. Also, wasn't on the bench. I don't know what that was all about. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Strange, isn't it? Yeah, but. Um, got, to, got to yeah, do more, actually. Maybe he's got to, you know, Burnley's a, that's a huge test for him at the weekend. Well, yeah, I was going to say. You know, they're, they're landing the Giants, aren't they? They'll just, they'll just put all yeah. their grocks on and, and every every single set piece. You know, think back to the goal we conceded there last season. Just everyone on the line and, you know. Oh, yeah. Jester, I mean, then that Hendrick pops up with the back post, doesn't he? He just knocks it in. Yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's not, not commanded enough. Um, they're going to put everyone on him. They're going to try and unsettle him. They're going to get stuck into him. Um so yeah, that, that I think that'll be probably his biggest test so far since the derby there on Saturday because you want to see him dominate the box against the team that are going to just launch it in there every opportunity. Yeah, he needs to, doesn't he? They are, they are classic, get it in the mix of merchants, aren't they? So he's, yeah. he's got that to be sort of commanding yeah. if he if he can be. Do you want to do some comments? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, David Snooks, despite bad results of the weekend, currently only two points off four at the moment. We're only three off fifteenth as well, though, mate. So swings around. Uh, it's, yeah, it depends, depends what type of editorial you are. If you've got a plus in your name on Twitter, you probably end <laughs> up with that negative. Said, though, we've still got that goodwill with the league table, haven't we? And we can, you know, it's in our hands still. To, to I think it's the, the worrying thing is we, we've got, we played one of the top six we've made and we've got a rotten December coming up. So that's, you know, I think we will pick up results in, in that December because, you know, we, we tend to, don't we? Especially at home against some of these sides. But, yeah. you know, it's, you can't see us accumulating, you know, if we've got six games over in December, I don't know how many we've got, but if we've got six games in December, you can't really see us accumulating 14, 15 points, basically, because of the caliber of opposition we're playing. Uh, just add a few more comments there. Neil H, uh, hello, lads. So, good evening, mate. He said, Saturday, Saturday was really disappointing. I thought we were overcomplicating things, and I didn't get Carlos' team selection at all. Leeds are decent, but we should be beating them at home, in my opinion. Do you think Burnley has become a must-win game now? Um, yeah, it's just I suppose it is, isn't it? Every, def- every so, defeat yeah. after every defeat, if you play, if you're not, you know, as long as you're not playing one of those top six sides, it feels like it feels like you, you know, every game's a must-win, isn't it? Yeah, I think especially in in the position we're in, I think if if you're harboring top six ambitions or you're fighting relegation, games like this become a must-win, don't they? You know, yeah. teams are expected to beat you, or they're a relegation rival, but you've got to beat them. So I think it does. It takes on the same sort of meaning that Fulham did. I mean, they are they are rotten at the moment as well. You know, I know they always lose against City, but they gave up. They didn't even look interested at the weekend. And I think Dyche is one of them, isn't he? Usually has them at least hard to beat. But yeah. this season, they've just looked wide open at the back, not really doing much going forward. So feels like a good chance to, to bounce back. Yeah, hopefully. And say time for Everton. Mean fingers. <laughs> fingers. <laughs> Fingers crossed, mate, yeah. Um, Any more comments there? Yeah, uh, Graham Hines, why do we make football look so hard? We need to press and turn the ball over quicker since the derby game. We're not getting stuck in and getting closer to players. Uh, and Stelios said, uh, I just wanted to watch, I just watched the Calvin Phillips compilation against us and the amount of times Decore passes in the ball is astounding, yeah. He had one of those games on Saturday Decore. I, I hope it doesn't carry on at the weekend because you just, ugh, yeah. He's just one of those players that I've never seen him have a bad game against us. He, he, he always thought, oh, he's going to be amazing when, when we get him because he always passes yeah. in the Goodison Park and Vicar Drove. But he's been a little bit up and down, hasn't he, so far? 
yeah, it's been, it's been patchy, but I think, yeah, I, I think it's it's settling on a formation with them as well, isn't it? I think I think they need to play in a three. I think those midfielders need to play in a three um, to get any sort of impact out of them. I think they were just overrun at the weekend. And, and asking two lads to run the whole midfield is quite a lot. Because as you said, you're not getting anyone in from the wings to help you. Forward players aren't going to help you. Defence can't really step up that far. So it's a pretty thankless task covering all that yeah. ground. We're pulling a lot of stock in Gabamon, aren't we, being this... Magical hold the midfield and it's going to solve, solve all our problems. Yeah, we put all our stock in a fella who injures himself falling over the tennis ball, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's Evan for you. Uh, Wrap that up there then tonight. Um, mm. I actually enjoyed that chat. It was quite cathartic. Yeah, <laughs> so, so did I actually, mate. Yeah, it was good. Hopefully, hopefully everyone watching did. Thanks for everyone who got involved. Uh, we'll be back at the end of the week with what's the score for the 12th day to kick off, innit? Yeah, so we'll be on at half 11. Yeah, half 11. for that. So uh, get involved in that if you can. Uh, have a good week, whatever you do. Don't be too down about the blues. We're still doing all right. It's off easy. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.